welcome to the Fit Life with Jessica podcast, where we talk about how to create and maintain healthy habits with our fitness, nutrition, and overall well-being. This is a place where you can come to get real life, health, and fitness advice from a busy working mama who has a passion for helping others find their way to health and happiness. We're all in this crazy journey together, so why not lean on and lift each other up in the process? Imagine what it would feel like starting your day with a really easy to make, energy boosting, fat burning, but yummy smoothie. If that sounds like your jam, I've got you covered. I have the ultimate smoothie making guide for you. It is totally free. I've got four of my go-to smoothie recipes in there. So make sure, click the link in the show notes and grab that smoothie making guide. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Fit Life with Jessica podcast. I am so stoked for today's guest. I've got a dear friend and mentor. Her name is Ash McDonald, and she is our guest today. Welcome and so happy to have you, girl. So excited, so excited to connect on this wavelength and podcasters is my favorite. So thanks for having me. I am so grateful for you. So for those of you that might not know who Ash is, she is one of my mentors. I am currently in one of her mastermind programs and you are one of those people where I like was divinely led to you. It was like really cool little spider web. And I'm like, how the heck did I get here on the Instagram world? Um, but I just fell in love with your brand and your mission and your message. And I binged like all of your podcast episodes <laughs> within a week. So tell our listeners a little bit about you and where you live and what you do and, and what you love. Love it. I, I love it because I also binge everybody. <laughs> so I just, I just love it. Like when you find that person and you're like, ah, I need all of it. I need all of it. I need all of it. I just love it. So my name is Ash McDonald. I am a therapist turned holistic business coach. I'm also a mom of three under the age of seven, which is absolutely a giant part of my identity. <laughs> I am currently living in Colorado, but just started to build a home in Alabama. And ultimately, I love merging psychology, biology, energetics, and intuitive strategy when it comes to supporting really incredible women in their businesses. I think that in our industry as as coaches, as entrepreneurs, even as brick and mortar owners, whatever it is that we do as women who own businesses, we have been taught so many ways that we should do things. And ultimately my entire mission in life is to come in and like break that all apart and help women do it in a way that feels aligned, that feels good, that is playing big, that is breaking the mold and that is ultimately unlocking impossible, quote unquote, impossible success and an ability money easy like every woman deserves to do oh that is so so good and I love that it's this notion that we have been taught one thing but like who says we have to do it that way we have just been force-fed this formula force-fed this you know shoulda woulda shoulda woulda situation and it's just so empowering to know that like we are in control and we have the power to make that change especially as an entrepreneur and, and a woman there's just something that's so damn empowering about that. 100%. So one of the things that really drew me to you was that you were, that you had a background in therapy and that you were like a therapist turned business coach, which I think is the most brilliant thing to merge the therapy world and business coaching world because wow, do we, do we entrepreneurs need it? What was the catalyst that like made you, cause you had a private practice and you were seeing clients and you were like, super successful at that. What was the catalyst that made you pivot and be like, no, I need to help women. I need to be a business coach. Tell us about that. So funny enough, I have just always done things differently. That's just how my brain works. I've always seen things very different. Even when I opened my private practice, I opened it before I ever even graduated with my master's. And most of my um, colleagues and friends within our master's degree we're going right into community mental health because that's what you're quote unquote supposed to do. You're supposed to go get a job before you ever think you can open a business. Like who do you think you are opening a business? <laughs> and I just was always very different. I was always thinking outside of the box. I was always doing what other people were not willing to do. And so starting my private practice in and of itself was 
sort of doing things against the grain, if you will, against what I should or should not have been doing. And I loved it. I loved it so much. And there was pieces of it that really didn't align with who I am. So I love being a therapist. And I mean, you and I, you know this because you and I get to work together. But digging into the beneath the surface kind of stuff is the most important thing that we can do when it comes to running a business, because it is almost 100% of the time, the beliefs that we carry, the stories that are dictating our lives, the, the narratives that, that we believe make us who we are, that are holding us back from our greatest potential. And so I love being a therapist for that reason. And there was a few things that I didn't love. I didn't love that ethically you're not supposed to, quote unquote, you're not supposed to share anything about your life when you're a therapist. Mm. And I fundamentally believe that in order to reduce shame, in order to rise above, in order to truly grow, we need to surround ourselves with people that we, that we have vulnerability with. And vulnerability only comes when everybody's sharing. Vulnerability mm, and safety only comes when everybody is sharing. And so I felt this you know, I, I had a client who came in and, and she was having, um, she was going through a miscarriage and I had this major like integrity block of at this time I had had two, and I really felt like it would change things if she knew that I had experienced it. And so I said it and I remember feeling all this like, I'm breaking the rules. I'm not supposed to be doing this. I'm not supposed to be saying this. And that was one of the first things that, that really hit home for me. Additionally, as a therapist, you're not supposed to really guide people or give people like, here are the tools, here's the things you need to do. And I like that piece. I'm, I am mm. all, if you look at my human design, I'm all masculine. <laughs> I have all the masculinity, <laughs> which essentially means that I'm really good at helping people create strategy and create structure and to take something that's just a dream and turn it into an action plan. And so there were some things that just didn't totally work. And to be honest, the, the, the biggest thing that took me out of private practice was that I became a mom mm. and my maternity leave and owning my own brick and mortar business was a little painful. <laughs> Let's be honest. Ooh, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> There's no income and all the overhead. And ultimately it, it kind of shifted how I saw things and eventually took me to the space where I got to build an online business where I can bring this, this beautiful side of therapy, as well as I'm sure we're going to talk about this, my obsession with the biology of a woman and the, the strategy, the integration, the energetics. And I think that, that that's what makes me a holistic business coach is that it all matters. Every intricate piece of who we are and how we show up and, and our, you know, our children, our husbands, our, our spouses, our partners, like whatever the case may be, they're all really, really important to the success of our business. And yet we're trying to com compartmentalize it, put it in a box of like, I just want, I just want strategy for my business. Mm. That just doesn't work that way. That's so true. And as somebody who's still relatively new to running a business, like I'm only, gosh, two, less than two years in, all I've seen is, well, strategy. You know, you have to have this, you have to have these email funnels and you have to have this strategy for Instagram and you have to show up these many days and you have to do it this way. And it's, it was just so refreshing to me to hear, you know, that it is much more than that and, and to actually go deeper and to uncover the reason why you're feeling this way or the reason why we might be having these limiting beliefs. I started going to therapy this year, well, no, 2021. So it, all of this was so new to me. And I feel like it's so important to share with women that like, it's okay if this is new to you yeah. and it's okay if the notion of like digging deep and asking why, and like trying to uncover and unearth these things that are, that could be 30 years old that live within us, right? Like it's okay if this is new and it feels a little weird and strange and vulnerable, but I think it's so powerful that we can get to that place. And it's so much more than strategy. Like it is very, very um, feminine it is very intuitive. And that's something that I'm still learning how to do through you, but it's just been a game changer realizing that. And I also didn't realize, I remember hearing this on one of your podcasts and you just touched on it now about how therapists are not allowed to share that you can literally get sued for oversharing. And there is something so powerful about as women, as moms, knowing that you're not alone. Something about when I, tell me if you did this, when you became a mom, all I wanted to know that I wasn't the only one experiencing this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is this oh normal? <laughs> <laughs> Even just today. So funny enough today, I had a little bit of a debacle. Okay. 
So I, I sent all my kids off to school. My husband was driving them today with like a, a schedule. My driving my two younger and then my oldest walks the bus that's right down the street. And so I finally sit down, I get all my drinks and I sit down at my desk and it's like 10 minutes before you and I are going to start. And I'm like, okay, this is so good. Like, here we go. You know, all excited. And I see my son walking towards our house. Oh, I'm like, what the fudge sticks? Like, what are we doing here? Well, my son doesn't have school today or tomorrow. And I <laughs> failed miserably <laughs> as a mom in the sense that I, it was right there on the calendar, just did not even notice it. And literally the first thing I thought is like, somebody please tell me you've done this before because I am feeling all the feelings about how in the world did I not know? Did I not write it down? Did I not, you know, and so now I'm, you know, finagling the day with a son who's also grounded from video games. So that takes oh. away the distraction I would love to be using right now. That <laughs> is super honest. That is so my life. I experienced that over Christmas break where I was certain, like I had it on the calendar that this was the last day of winter break and I'm going to get all of my things done up until this date. And, it, and my daughter's telling me one thing and I'm seeing another thing on the school's billboard. I'm like, when the hell is the last day? I have to email the teacher feeling like an idiot. Like right. I should know I'm the mom. I should know. <laughs> but we don't, there's no freaking Bless. handbook. And the truth is my son, my oldest is my oldest. So he, everything is new with him. Everything every day is new with him. I have no clue what I'm doing. <laughs> like the truth of the matter is like, it's all new going to parent teacher conferences, like all of that is new. And there's been so many times in my life where I've thought like, I am not old enough for this. <laughs> like, I don't know enough to do this. And it, it's so important. It's so important that we share these things. And, you know, that's why my podcast is called Shamelessly Ambitious. I fundamentally believe that shame is reduced. It is, it is rocked out of our world when we can be vulnerable enough to share the hardest parts of our life. And my favorite thing about being a mentor is when I get to face-to-face -face with a one-on-one -on -one client, tell them the times that I have struggled and how I'm going to see them through this struggle, right? I just mm -hmm. had a Voxer conversation with a, a client of mine, a past client, actually. Ironically, I just was thinking of her and I reached out and she was like, oh my gosh, it's been so crazy. It's been so hard. Like she just became a mom. So she was a business coach uh, or a business client of mine before she became a mom and she just became a mom. And it just felt so good to be like, oh my gosh, I've been there. Mastitis, been there. These feelings, been there. Like yes. just to give her that, like, you're not alone and you're going to get through this. And for you to have all of the feelings and no shame. That is so powerful. That is so, so powerful. Yes. There needs to be like a support group for us to love on mamas. The second that you get pregnant and pop out that baby, because there is like, oh, you're letting me take this thing home. And you didn't give me any lessons or classes. <laughs> I still can't breastfeed without feeling like I'm going to drop this kid. Uh -huh. like, is it supposed to be this hard? That, that was one of the most difficult times in my life. And I couldn't imagine yeah. being in your shoes with your private practice and being like, okay, things really have to pivot here because maternity leave in our country is a joke. And I got so fortunate. Um, I had 12 weeks of maternity leave, which felt like a really long time compared to a lot of people. But then when you go back into the work world, you're just supposed to like snap your fingers, drop your kid off at daycare, not experience any mom guilt, not feel any shame for this tug of your heart going in one direction and the other. And I'm supposed to be the same woman I was previously working. But now I have this little human life that's at daycare and someone else is raising it. And like all of these things come up and it's just, oh, bless that's just so hard. That was a, that was a hard time in life. <laughs> right. I mean, and that's the thing is that we're all going to have these seasons. And I think we, we get into the space of like, at some point it's just going to be easy and it is, it gets to be easy. It does, but you're always going to hit roadblocks. Right. And we talk a lot about in the mastermind that you're in this beauty of recognizing that everything is happening for you, right. That every hardship, every struggle is happening for you. If we could truly embody this truth, if we can embody this truth that Everything is going to be for me. And this, this example, I know you've heard me say this, but this example that I love to give is if somebody came before me and basically said, here, here's everything you've ever desired, all of your dreams coming true, and it's going to take 20 years or option two, it's going to take five years, but it's going to, it's going to be a little painful and you're going to hit bumps in the road. And it's going to be hard and you're going to be confused and you're not going to know what the hell you're doing sometimes. We're almost always, I would say 10 out of 10, we're going to pick the five years because we're going to say, I am strong. I can do this. I believe in myself. Like, and if anybody can, I can. And yet when the moment hits us, we cave, we falter, mm -hmm. we quit. 
right? And this comes back to the beliefs that we're carrying. The beliefs that I'm not, I'm not, I'm not enough. I can't get through this. I'm all alone. Nobody else feels this way. This is the power of mentorship. This is the power of being in masterminds, of being in groups, is recognizing that the struggles you face, others face, period, always, 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. But also, it's the, it's the accountability. It's the, it's the drive. It's the force that keeps you going because you know that everything's happening for you. And this is the biggest shift that I think somebody can make. And when you're really in it, like when you're just knee deep in shit, right? Like it's, it's a very difficult mindset shift if you haven't been practicing it when the times are good. I always say that, you know, we don't practice for the good days. We don't train for the good days. Like we train and we practice for the shitty days, for when we're down, for when we're sick. And if this is something that we can get in the habit of doing and really believing that like, even though something crappy happened, it could be big or it could be small. Like you woke up not feeling great today and you have a billion things on your to-do list, but hold on, let's have a little bit of compassion for ourselves. Like you say, yeah, that stinks. That's not really what I'd like today, but this is happening for me. And this is saving me from something else, perhaps down the road. And it is such a powerful mental mind shift for us to do. Absolutely. Totally agree. Totally yeah, agree. Compassion is, it's, it's a non-negotiable, right? You know, this morning I woke up and we talked about this before, before we started of like, I woke up a little nasally. <laughs> I don't know what's right? I'm feeling a little like congested, something's coming. And I, I had to have a moment of self-compassion with myself because the first thing I thought was like, oh my gosh, like this cannot be, I don't want to face this. And I had to respond to myself with, of course you're frustrated. Of course this feels like too much. Of course, like I, I had to start there before mm-hmm. I shift into becoming my highest self, which is always the next step. I had to first start with self-compassion. I had to first show up for myself and say, you know what? It's okay that you feel frustrated right now. Of course you do. Of course you do. You have big plans. You have all this exciting things, all these exciting things to do today. And you woke up not feeling well. Of course you feel this way. And, and when you, when you truly envision the highest version of you, how does she respond? Mm. Does she sit here and feel sorry for herself and like just do nothing? Or does she go, you know what? I'm going to get some green juice. I'm going to, I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to clear myself out. I'm going to do these things to raise my vibration. I'm going to make sure that I sit and journal and process. And I'm going to move my body because that's, what's going to bring the highest level of myself out. So I can be the highest level of myself today, regardless of what I woke up to. That's so important. I think that's the step that a lot of us miss is that self-compassion. And it's not like a light switch that we can switch to like, oh, everything's fine. It, it, be positive. It's a choice. You know, that's, that's a, it's very different. It is the, you know, it is a hard step that I often overlook is that compassion and acknowledging those feelings and being okay with them and then saying, okay, how would the highest version of myself respond? And I think that is, oh, that's so, so powerful. I absolutely love that notion so, so much. I want to ask you a little bit about um, cycle thinking. This is kind of one of the first things I'm doing like a 180. There's no segue into cycle thinking, really. (laughs) But that was one of the first things that I discovered on your podcast and something that I had never even thought about before. But as a woman, that's like the most natural thing that happens to our body. Um, How did you learn about that? How did you get into that? Like, tell our listeners, if we know nothing about cycle thinking, what is that? (laughs) Yeah. So there was a time when I didn't know anything either. And this time was when I was pregnant with my third and I was, I mentioned that my human design is like all masculine. So if you can imagine, I have been through thousands of, of bouts of burnout <laughs> because it, it became, it became very much a thing of me to do, 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 do until I burned out. Mm. I'm much better at that now, <laughs> much, much better at that now, but that was always my MO and Along the way, when I was pregnant um, with my third, I hit that stage of burnout and I hit these emotional ebbs and flows and I was feeling all these feelings. And I, I just found this point finally where I was like, this, enough is enough. Like, I cannot feel like this anymore. Some days I'm so inspired and I'm so motivated and I've got like all the energy and other days I'm like really wondering why I thought starting a business was a good idea or marrying my husband was a good idea or like existing at all. Like what is happening? It was so up and down. And I 
I remember several people I was, I was trying to share with people. I was trying to do my therapist thing, right? Like just be honest, be open and honest with what I was facing. And I had a lot of people say, well, it's just your hormones. It's just your hormones. Right. And I remember having this moment of like, what does that mean? And like, I refuse for that to be like my truth that I'm just going to be crazy forever. I'm just going to feel this way forever. And so I started to do research and I spent probably the, the majority of my pregnancy with my daughter learning about this concept of cycle syncing, which I found through a bunch of Google searches and then eventually a bunch of books and eventually a course and like all these things. I mean, I went all in. That's kind of me. I'm all or nothing. <laughs> so I went all in and I learned that I get to have control over my hormones, which starts with awareness of my hormones. Every single woman has hormones that ebb and flow every single day that alter her state of being. They change the biology in our brain. They change the way that we feel physically. They change what it is that we need when it comes to nourishment and movement. I mean, they change everything in us. And yet we haven't been taught that at all. We haven't been taught that we have four different phases or that if we understand them and, and meet ourselves in these phases, we can actually feel better and have more control and bring more ease into our lives. And so I got um, understandably obsessed with this and I started to quote unquote sync with my cycle, which is the mm -hmm. act of understanding those hormones so well that my entire life was um, matched to them. I call it your cyclical blueprint, right? Where mm -hmm. because I knew what was happening in my body, now I could meet myself where I was at. I could feel this beautiful flow. Um, so much so that I ended up creating courses on it and mentorship with it. I mean, it's such a huge part of what I do. And that's earlier when I had said, I love merging the psychology and the biology and the energetics and the strategy all into one to have this really holistic point of view, because I fundamentally believe that if you do not know anything about your hormones, you are not living your, your highest level self. You are not living and, and thriving. Honestly, I think it's the difference between just surviving and thriving is understanding your hormones, understanding how to just uh, feel so good all the time. And also, also just having the permission, like there are times when my energy is low because of my hormones and because I understand that it's permission. Oh, I'm yeah. not shaming myself. I'm not going against myself. I'm just like, Oh yeah, this makes sense. Of course. And my schedule reflects that. I would say the greatest gift that cycle syncing ever gave me is that my schedule 100% of the time reflects me. Meaning it does not have back-to-back -back stuff during times I'm going to be less than energetic. It does, it does have things that I'm going to love doing when I have high energy. There, my social calendar is matched up with, I mean, literally I could go on and on and on. So that's a little bit of what cycle thinking is in a nutshell. And clearly I'm obsessed with it. That is so smart. And it's something that I think it's important for women to understand that we hear like, oh, we'll just push through and just do it anyways. And, you know, we don't want to do this. We don't want to get up early and work out. We don't want to do this or we're feeling low energy. And like, you're just told to just do it anyways and push through. But I think when you give yourself permission and when you understand like, ah, oh, like that's why I'm feeling this way. It just feels, there's something about that permission that is just so, uh, I don't even know. It is, it's very powerful. And it doesn't make you feel like something's wrong with you. It doesn't make you feel like, oh, I'm supposed to work out at this and this time and this and this day, but my energy is different and my hormones are different and my mindset is so different right now. And giving yourself that permission, leaning into the different cycles where you are and leaning into, okay, maybe I need to be more gentle with myself right now. Or this is when I can schedule those really hard workouts. Or this is when, I think that's just... I mean, if anything, if somebody gets anything from this, gosh, that's just so, so powerful to not shame yourself and to understand that this is the way we were made yeah. and we're going to have those beautiful ebbs and flows. Can people cycle sync if they are on birth control? I'm sure that's a question that you get a lot. Yeah. It's a little bit of a hot topic, honestly, because I think there's, um, there's alternating beliefs on what that gets to look like. I think fundamentally when somebody asks me this, I always want to say first and foremost, take a really hard, beautiful look at why you're on birth control first and foremost. Um, I just, I would be doing a disservice if I didn't say this. Now, some mm -hmm. people, they ultimately decide that, that birth control is, is the best choice for them. And I honor that all day, every day. And also many of us are put on birth control 
to alleviate symptoms that were literally just messages from our body that something was wrong with us and birth control just masks those. Mm. So you will face them again. They will come up again. And some of us, it's because we're trying to prevent pregnancy. I, I know this because I was put on birth control when I was very, very young. And it altered the course of my life. And it was just what I was supposed to do. And I was, I was supposed to do it because um, I had acne. <laughs> that was literally right. why I was put on birth control. Which yes. And I was on it for uh, over a decade until I finally got off of it. And so that's always my first caveat there. It's like, let's make sure you're on birth control for the right reasons. And that you fully know what's, what's true is that you can prevent pregnancy without birth control. What's true is that you can heal those symptoms without birth control. And so if, if you have never heard that, I just have to say that first. Yeah. Secondly, um, what a lot of my clients do who have decided, who have opted to be on birth control is they do something that's called um, moon cycling or syncing with the moon. And essentially what this looks like is, is utilizing the, the moon calendar as your guide. So when I talk about your menstrual phase, you would use the new moon phase. When I talk about your ovulation phase, you would use the full moon phase. And essentially this means, and obviously there's so much depth to this, I can't go into on a podcast, but (laughs) what this means is that you would treat yourself, you would honor yourself, you would show up for yourself as though you were menstruating during the new moon as though you were mm-hmm. ovulating during the full moon and, and so on and so forth. And part of this is because as women, we are very much, we, we have what's called a circadian or excuse me, infradian rhythm. Okay. So the circadian rhythm is the 24 hour days, the 24 hour cycle that society has pushed on us of go to bed at the same time, eat the same things, wake up at the same time, expect the same things from yourself every single day. Right. That's, that's the, the typical circadian rhythm. Mm-hmm. Our bodies as women follows what's called the infradian rhythm. And the infradian rhythm is the 28-ish day cycle of your your hormones, Mm. right? What men experience the same every single day, we simply do not. We simply do not. So we're not meant to be the same person every single day. So while it's not as powerful as actually using your own cycle, we can use the moon as a guide to get into that infradian rhythm. Your body needs the ebbs and flows. It craves the ebbs and flows. You're not meant to go, 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 go steadily every single day, all day, every day. And this is why a lot of people go into like corporate jobs or corporate settings and the the typical nine to five schedule feels like it's ripping them to shreds because it's, it's not made for them. Right. And so on, on that note, I do have a lot of people who are like, oh, so then I can't use this if I have a corporate job. No, not true at all. It, it's again, that permission, right? It's understanding that during your luteal phase, for instance, and this is the, the week before your period starts a little bit more than a week before your period starts during this phase, your body actually requires more sleep because of the amount of progesterone that's, that's coursing through your body. Mm-hmm. And, and what that means is you might go for that 5.30 a.m. alarm clock that usually works so well for you and you cannot wake up. You're just like, literally like, what is the matter with me? I cannot wake up. If you knew that 30 to 45 minutes of extra sleep during that particular week would make you feel 100% better, how different would your life be? Such a game changer. I mean, such a, such game, a changer. game changer. Oh. It is. It really, really is. And there's little tips and tricks like that in every single phase, tiny little shifts that make the world of a difference in how you feel throughout that day, right? Progesterone is essentially, it's like a, a, a natural sleep aid. So it's like you're taking a sleep aid at night and then expecting yourself to wake up all perky, right? Mm. But it, it, it happens regardless. You, you don't have control over this. Now, the hard thing with birth control is that it does, it, it's not an umbrella statement because all birth control is very different. There's so many different kinds of birth control. So it's hard to answer that without like a very clear, like this kind of birth control, but sure, yeah. every birth control is a little bit different and they change the course of your hormones. And so there are some alterations there. So essentially the value of moon cycling is really just to give your body that, that rhythm that it so deeply craves. Right. But I mean, ultimately this... I would just encourage everybody to stop taking birth control. <laughs> totally. Well, that was kind of a selfish question because I'm considering, <laughs> I'm considering getting off birth control yeah. and it's something that I've been on for, well, since I was a teenager, you know, and it's a very personal decision and I totally agree that everybody should do what works for her. Absolutely. Uh-huh. But there's just something so powerful. And I even see this talking about moon cycling, you know, you hear this with your kids and teachers, something about like, Oh, it must be a full moon. Like, <laughs> there's something to that, you know, yeah. like it's, is not made up mumbo jumbo. And this is the shit that we should have learned in college. Like 
I mean, in, in middle this school, is what we school. Should, this is what we should be learning. Can we all just take a moment yeah. for that? Jesus. Yes. We don't yeah. need to learn how to, uh, there's, I could go off on such a, a rant about the things that I did not learn in college and high school and the shit that they did teach us. But there's something about now being a woman who's so curious, taking responsibility for that learning and no one's going to force feed it to you. No. And that's something that I had not done for so long in my adult life. And it's taken me so long to get to this point. And I hope that somebody hearing this might feel and understand a little bit seen, but like, yeah, it's, it's okay. If you hadn't been there before, but like, it's our responsibility to dig in and learn about what we want to learn about. And it's our responsibility to, you know, take authority over our lives and our bodies and our mindsets and, we have the power to move them and there's so much free information out there. And there's so much, like you just don't have an excuse anymore for not learning. Right. Like there's just so between podcasts and YouTube and you know, things like that. And then there's also something to be said for investing in yourself and having a mentor, but God, there's just, hey, let's take responsibility for what we want to learn, need to learn that can help us be a better version of ourselves crazy. So, so good. So good. Well, you touched on this earlier. You mentioned it twice and it's something I had never heard before I listened to your podcast and especially in your mastermind, this notion of feminine energy and masculine. You said, according to my human design, which is again, something I had never heard of before. (laughs) P.S. But I'm digging in. So don't worry. (laughs) And I want to talk a little bit about masculine and feminine energy and you know, where are the, what are they and how can they play a role in our lives, in our decisions and in our businesses? Can you talk a little bit about that? I'm excited that you asked because I actually have a, I'm sure that this won't publish by then, but I have a program um, next week. And so I'm kind of in the zone right now of, of digging into this even more because I have a program called Dynamic Femininity that goes next week. And this program is all about this, understanding that in everything that we do, we require a beautiful ebb and flow of masculine and feminine energy. But here's the thing, each of us requires a very different level, a very different ebb and flow. Now you can do things like look at your human design chart as a guide, as a, as a blueprint, not a set in stone, by the by, or you can simply just look at like what feels good for you, right? Either way, we have been taught, like, let's look at business, for instance, I have so many clients who come to me like, I just need the strategy. I just need like the A through Z, like methodology of what I'm supposed to do. And I'm like, yeah, well, you came to the wrong person. <laughs> because <laughs> There's so much more to it. So the masculine, think of it like this. Okay. So the masculine is the foundation, the structure, the, um, like if you're, if you're building a home, I'm building a home. So this is just where my brain is going. Right. Yes. It is the, it, like laying down the concrete, the foundation it is making, it is all the underneath the behind the scenes kind of stuff, right? It's, it's the structure and the strength that holds the house up. The feminine is the, the aesthetics. It's the decor. It's the, it's what makes a house a home. Mm. It's what it feels like inside. Right. So in everything that I do, I look to both the masculine and the feminine. So when I come up with a program, for instance, there's a little behind the scenes, but when something comes to me, like, oh, I want to teach on this. One of the first things that I do is look through the lens of the feminine, i.e. the energetics, who I get to be, how I get to show up, what's the, the flow, the feeling of this. So I will do something called scripting. Well, I will imagine as though the program has already happened and I will journal backwards as in like a it's over. It happened. What was the experience? How did I show up? How did I feel? What All those feelings, right? And I take from that a really beautiful concept of what I call energetic calibration of great. Now, what is it that I need to do or who is it that I need to be to calibrate to that version that I just scripted of myself, right? Because if we, if we do that, if we go forward, right, if we go forward six months and we look backwards, and we imagine the dreamiest, dreamiest six months of our lives, we're going to see the highest level version of ourselves. And we're going to be given the exact blueprint for how we get to show up, the energetic calibration, the flow of the feminine. On the opposite side of things, we're also going to be able to get that masculine, the structure, what's required of me in terms of 
what I'm doing, um, how much I'm showing up on, on social media, the actual logistics of the, of the, um, the program, whatever the case may be. And this is true of our relationships. It's true of our businesses. It's true of our personal life. We need both. We need the masculine and we need the feminine. We need the structure and the foundation, but we need the flow. We need the energetics. We need to calibrate, right? So for me in everything that I do, I go inward to determine what is the energetic calibration necessary to make this come to fruition, but also what is the aligned action necessary to make this come to fruition. And that's the feminine and the masculine. Mm, I love that. I think that is something that a lot of people could really lean into. I was before learning about this, so much of what I was doing in business was all masculine. It was like, okay, to-do list, it was structure, it was funnels, it was this, it was that you have to have X, Y, X times Y equals Z to, right? Uh-huh. And never listening to myself and like, what feels good, Jess? Like what, you hate doing that, <laughs> but you're going to do it. Like you hate the yeah. notion of this or that, like, why would I do it? And I've, and I just, it's so freeing to just sit with yourself and think like, what does this feel like? How would she feel when she's done? How, what feels good with this program? And it's something that I think might be so such a new concept to so many people, but merging both of those things, because you do have to have the structure. Like if I'm launching a program, you're launching a program, you're doing a project for work, like there's going to be an order and there's going to be structure, but to be able to blend those two together is really where the magic comes in. Well, and I think it comes back to, you know, so many people are striving for more, right? I want to make more money. I want to have more clients. I want to whatever, more, 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 more. That's a beautiful thing. But if you're not an energetic match for more, more will not happen. Right. And that's that feminine side of things. So a lot of people think like, oh, I just got to do more. Actually, the more that you do, the further you get away from being who you're meant to be in order to be a match for what it is that you're desiring, which can feel a little like, Mm. what is she saying? The point being here that like, we get to magnetize in the, the clients, the experiences, the programs, it is the, the upper limit, if you will, the, the limiting beliefs in ourselves that talks us back down and just tells us stick to the doing, right? We look at content creation, think about in content creation, how many people are just doing all the things they're quote unquote supposed to be doing, but not getting the results. It's because you're not embodying who it is you're trying to call in. You're not attracting the person. And that is the being. That is that side of you that, that so many people leave out. And that's the side that has to be very, very personalized. Absolutely. I love, and I love that you have a program coming out on this. So I can't wait to see what this looks like. And it's something that so many of us need to need to learn about. Um, how did you get into, like, we talk a lot in your mastermind and, and, things I hear you talk about human design and energetics and being and living aligned. Like, was that something you were just always kind of into? Like, wh- how did that happen? Cause that's still a very new world to me, but something I'm very drawn to at the same time. Um, what does that look like for you? Oh my goodness. Not at all. <laughs> I'm not at all into this. No. In fact, um, especially with my background, I've been very sciencey most of my life, very in the science, not the woo, right? So very mm-hmm. much science-led. Um, I did a lot of stuff in Enneagram, which is great, which has a little bit more science behind it, just very science-led. You know, the, the cycle singing thing is very sciencey, and it's a big reason why I love it, right? Like, there was a lot of that. And I told you, like, I had this, this constant burnout issue in my life because I was a doer all day, every day. And it wasn't until I started to recognize, like, hey, I am doing all the things and it's not giving me the results I want, or I'm doing all the things and I'm feeling like crap and I'm not showing up and I'm not being present or I'm doing all the things. So I had to get to these points of like literal hardship to go, there has got to be a different way. And so the truth of the matter is it has been from me constantly saying yes to myself, saying yes to programs, saying yes to mentorship, saying yes to masterminds. I am constantly investing in myself. I almost always have a one-on-one coach. I am always in a program. Since the day I started, I've never not been investing in myself. And so fundamentally, what I believe here is that we get this beautiful opportunity in our life to look at the areas where we need support, where we need growth, and we get to take radical responsibility in saying yes to ourselves, in never, ever fucking betraying ourselves. 
Mm. And yet I see people do it all the time. Like, oh, I know I need help with this, but I'm not, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to get help. Right. Like I'm, I'm just going to deal with it. So yes, you can read books, you can do podcasts, but there is a, a whole different level to having somebody who has been where you are, take you to where you want to go. There's just something very, very different about that. And so I would say ultimately it came from saying yes to myself, investing in myself, learning, integrating, embodying, and then bringing it to, to my clients and then bringing it to programs because I finally knew what it was like to do it myself, right? Like I'd experienced it myself and now I could actually teach it through the lens of like, I've done it, right? Like I, I practiced this cycle syncing thing for two and a half years before I ever taught it, which is great. Right. I, you know, the things that I'm learning constantly are the things that I get to bring to the table. And so ultimately, are you surrounding yourself with those who have been where you are that can take you where you want to go? That's so powerful to be, to be able to invest in yourself. And it's always, it always comes at a time before you're ready. I think too, at least it's presented itself that way for me. Right. It's like, Oh, this is a little bit scary, but yeah, you got to start before you're ready when it comes to things like that. And there's just, whether you're an entrepreneur or whether you are a stay-at-home mom or whether you are, you have a corporate job, being in some kind of group that someone is pouring into you is the biggest game changer in the world. Yeah. You, are, you are my first mastermind and I'm such a believer in investing in yourself now. And yeah. as a woman and a mom too, we pour out so much. Like there's so much that women, especially mamas do we're constantly doing for other people and the mental load of a mother, Lord Jesus. I mean, they're so, we carry so much yeah. case in point, the example of your son who we, oopsie, <laughs> sent him to the bus. Like we carry so much yeah. and there's just something so beautiful about being poured into. And I just implore you, our listeners or these mamas to find a way to invest in yourself. And like Ash said, to say yes to yourself and find a way to pour back into you because as, as cliche and overdone as the saying is, like you can't pour from an empty cup, it's so freaking true. And I have seen this and experienced this, and especially as coaches, right? When our job is to pour into our clients. If I'm not investing in myself, I'm not, I'm not the best version of me to give my clients what they need. Well, and it's just being that match, right? Like we can't, we can't go forward and say, I want you to say yes to you and, and in, invest in me and I will guide you when we're not doing the same for ourselves. There's just no integrity in that. I, even as a therapist, mm. I couldn't expect people to invest in themselves and be in therapy and do this work. If I wasn't going to do the work myself, like, who am I? I don't know. There's just something about that, that like lacks integrity. Right. So especially, you know, for the, the coaches and the mentors and the business owners do not expect from others, what you're not willing to do for yourself and expect to be successful mm. period end of story, like it will never, ever happen. But on that note, the thing is, is I think a lot of women, they see an opportunity, they see a group coaching program, they see a mentorship opportunity, they see something. And the, the highest version of themselves, their highest version goes, hell yes, I want that. That sounds amazing. And then the limiting beliefs pop in and go, no, that's not a good idea. You don't, you know, you don't want to spend your money on something like that. It's definitely not, not worth it. You don't have enough time, right? And so at the end of the day, one of the things that I constantly do in those, those positions is really ask, like, if I always operated from the highest version of myself, how much further would I be in my life? Because I, I answered to my intuition, right? We all have that intuition. We all have that experience where you're like, ooh, I need this. Like, this sounds amazing. And then we talk ourselves out of it. And ultimately, going back to that analogy I gave you, that is us saying to, you know, that guy who gave you the option 20 years or five going, yeah, I guess I'll continue down the 20 year path. Why? Why are you betraying yourself when your intuition is saying, I need help with this? And that is the answer. That's what's going to support me enough to talk yourself out of it. Absolutely. Right? There has been investments I've made in myself that have been a result of me selling furniture in my home. There has been investments I have made in myself that have been a result of me putting it on a credit card and going balls to the walls in my business to, to pay that back. So I'm not sitting here saying that, oh, you, you have the means, just do it. I get what it's like. I mean, I just recorded a podcast yesterday that's like my full-blown, very vulnerable story. So if you want to hear of a woman who went from homeless to where I am now, tune into that podcast and you want to oh. understand that I mean it from the bottom of my heart. 
even when I had nothing, I was investing in myself, period. I cannot wait to hear that. I think that's just so powerful. It's so, so powerful to know. And it'll come back to you. It'll come back to you. But you've got to say yes to yourself first. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, an added added thing I want to say, and I know you've heard me say this before, but it's not just about saying yes to yourself. It's about saying yes to yourself and then, and then believing in the impossible. Because Mm -hmm. if you go into a program, if you go into mentorship, if you go into an online course or hell, even if you go into listening to a podcast, thinking the negative thoughts, thinking like, this better be worth it. This 30 minute time, you know, better be worth it. I better be able to get my money back. What you focus on expands, period, end of story. And if you're focusing on those negative thoughts, those negative behaviors, it will give you nothing. So part of it is you do have to go into everything with a a fundamental belief in in the impossible, the quote unquote impossible, which doesn't really exist, right? Anything is possible. You have to go into it willing and ready to give it your all, to show up for it, to not just say yes, but not betray yourself. Don't be the the silent little creeper in the background, not actually saying anything in the groups. Mm. Show the fuck up. You want results? Be the match for results. That's so powerful. I mean, it's so, so true, right? Like how you spent the money, you're spending the time, you're investing in it, but if you're not showing up, what's the point? Exactly. What's the point? Something that I loved seeing in you, um, and I noticed this on social media and through your branding with your podcast, like you kind of had this whole transformation, this like rebirth. And you talk about how you're not afraid to like burn your business to the ground to rebuild something bigger, better, more beautiful. Right. But this, this most recent really transition with your brand and your mission and your purpose, can you share with our listeners a little bit more about like what led to this shift and like, what are some of the actual steps you took to like take responsibility and like make these changes? So Last year, 2021 was a bit of a tough, it was a bit of a doozy for me, to be honest. I had absolutely, you know, in 2020, I'd absolutely followed the path of what everybody said I was supposed to do, creating programs the way I was supposed to do it, having content and funnels and all the things the way that the industry was teaching. So I'm not coming from a like, I've always done it, you know, no, I Absolutely. It was like, how do I, how do I be successful? Cool. I'm going to take what you just said and I'm going to deploy it. I will say I'm a very driven person. So if somebody says do it, I did it. But what happened was I was back in that state of burnout. Like what is happening? Even with the energetics, even Mm -hmm. with all this feminine work. And I recognized it was last year in September, I really came to had like a come to Jesus moment of like, I need to get away. I need to quiet the noise. I need to really go inward because no matter what I am trying, no matter what I'm deploying, I'm not feeling good about it. And so I actually took myself on a week long retreat by myself (laughs) to Washington to to just get quiet with myself. And what I uncovered was that there were so many things that I was doing that didn't bring me joy because somebody told me I needed to do it. So I did it. And so I started to take a really hard look at not just my professional life, but my personal life. What are the things that I'm doing? Because somewhere along the line, somebody told me or I took up this narrative or belief that I had to do it this way and what didn't feel good. And one by one, I started to just rip it out, like picture a piece of paper with all the things I'm doing, just like rip one off, rip one off, rip one off. And ultimately I ended up burning the whole damn thing down and recognizing that I had the opportunity. I, I, my success wasn't going to go out the door. Here's the thing too. Let me just say this. I was still an incredibly successful entrepreneur. It wasn't that I wasn't successful. I'd hit all the markers of what success ought to look like. I just didn't feel good in it. And to me, that makes it stupid, <laughs> right? Like yeah, what's, the what's, point? what's the point? Yeah. What's the point if I'm making multiple six figures in my business, but I'm not happy, but I'm mm-hmm. feeling drained, but I'm not enjoying myself. And so I burnt it all down. And some of the things that I had uncovered were that even just in my content, if you would have seen me just, just a few months ago, it was very, you know, whites and pinks and light and airy and these pieces of me that you would see in person. Like if I took you on a retreat or if I coach with you one-on-one, or if you're a friend of mine, you see this full, you know, unadulterated version of Ash, which is, yes, I cuss and I, you know, I, I'm a big personality and I love this piece of me but I was hiding it 
at the forefront because of this, this belief I unearthed, which was essentially that I needed to be safe for people. And I, I realized that I had mm. um, adopted this in my master's program, becoming a therapist, because one of the first things that you're taught is to have very neutral language so that you never offend anybody so that you always create safety for them when they're in your office. And I understand the value of that, but what happened is that carried over for me into every realm of my life of just always wanting to be neutral and wanting to be safe and wanting to not make people feel uncomfortable. And what I recognized was by doing that, I was making myself feel uncomfortable, right? Because that wasn't me. I'm not whites and pinks, I'm black. Like right. if you see me out, I have 17 pairs of black leggings that I wear 24 seven. <laughs> I like, that's my vibe. That's my feeling. That's what I enjoy. So whether it's the colors or the aesthetic or how I spoke, I recognized that I had built a business on a, a little bit of a wobbly foundation. Not, not that it was wrong, but there were some things I had kind of plucked from others that really wasn't in alignment for me. The other piece of that was that I was running programs that were very, um, what they should be instead of what felt good. You're in my six week all in mastermind. There's not a lot out there that exists like that. Right. And the truth of the matter was, is that I was doing these six month weekly call very, you know, whatever concise, this is what you're supposed to do masterminds. And I realized that's not me. That's not me. I want to go all in. I want it to be holistic. I want it to, I don't want it to just be business strategy. I want to talk about your feelings. I want to talk about your emotions. I want to curse. And I want to, here's the thing. I want to equally offend people away from me who are never going to feel good in my presence as much as I want to call in the people who are only going to really be able to see me when I'm the true me. Mm, that's so powerful. Yeah, it is. And so I burnt it all down and I rose from the ashes as the truest version of myself the version that is, yeah, a little bit unadulterated, a little bit spicy, uh, a lot of it bold in the sense of how I speak and how I show up and what I do. Those are always versions of me. They had just, there's been blankets or towels or whatever kind of thrown over them mm -hmm. as the years went by, like all of us, right? Yeah. Like all of us. This is why I created my accelerator programs. The, the whole concept behind the accelerators is to help women burn it down to rise it back up, right? To do it in a way that feels aligned and that feels good is because, gosh, I wish that somebody would have told me earlier on that I wasn't doing it in alignment, even though I thought I was. And I think that's the biggest truth, right? Is that we need to give ourselves permission and slack in that I wasn't doing it wrong before when I thought I was doing it right. I just, it wasn't ready for the big transformation yet. And when I was, it was fucking epic. And that's the thing, like, we never know when that's going to happen. The timeline is not up to us, but being open and being ready. And uh, it's just so inspiring to me. Like you are such a dang inspiration to me. And I think about like, as mothers, like how, what, what we want for our own daughters. And I think like, if we heard our daughters stifling themselves and putting on, like, wasn't really them. Or I have to be this way, or I have to say these things, or I can't say these things. We'd be like, fuck that. You be you, honey. <laughs> yeah. And I think like, why do we not want that for ourselves? It's something that's a, I always think about like, I want so much for my daughter, but like, why wouldn't I want that for me too? Like, why, why couldn't it be that way for us? And it's just so powerful to be able to step into your own and know that you are being authentically you. And it's a good thing to attract the right ones, but also like if you said like offend or maybe yeah. not offend, but like you want to, you know, yeah. Unfollow me. You don't like it. Go ahead. Please do. It's a good thing. You want to attract your vibe and attract those that are, that are going to want to work with you and that are going to vibe with you, but you want to not attract those that won't. It's so powerful to be able to do that. Well, and it's all just about trusting your intuition. Mm. right? It's about trusting those feelings that come up that tell you like, this doesn't feel good. This doesn't feel right. And so I think the biggest thing that I focused on the second half of last year, and, and even more so obviously now is really tapping into my inner guide, really trusting that the person who knows the best for me is me. And to stop looking outside of myself, to stop asking everybody else what I should be doing or what I ought to be doing or what's the right next choice. And instead going inward, 
And the moment that I started to do that, the moment I started to respond to the emotions, the moment that I started to really recognize that every emotion I felt was simply a message from my inner guide, the more I was able to start building an authentic business that was aligned to me and for me. Meaning what? Meaning that not only does it flow and feel easy and feel fun, but I am making more than I've ever made before, right? Doing less. That is what pure alignment is, is when it just gets to feel good. And that doesn't happen until you can listen to the times when it doesn't. Absolutely. Mm, That's so good. So, so good. Well, I've got one more question for you and then we will wrap it up and let you move on with your day. But I want to know, um, I guess it's two questions. One, I want to know what is the best or one of the best pieces of advice that you've ever gotten? It's kind of funny. Um, I probably wouldn't have said this a different time, but as I mentioned yesterday, I recorded like a 45 minute long podcast telling my story. I'm, I'm kind of in the moment right now living what I would call a full circle moment. You know, to eight, what was it? No, five years ago, five, six years ago, I, I was basically homeless. And now I'm currently building my dream home in Alabama. And so mm-hmm. this big full circle moment, I wanted to share the intricate details of it. And I didn't mean for it to, but it all centered around this conversation that I had with my husband. Um, about five years ago, I was pregnant with my second, I had a toddler, and we were at our lowest of lows, the hardest point of our lives. And I um, was a hysterical mess crying on the floor, and just terrified. I was terrified. I was desperate. I was, I was hurting in so many ways. And my husband, I was literally on the floor and he came over and he put his hands on either side of my face. And he made me I'm gonna cry. (laughs) He made me look him in the eyes. And he said, this is just a chapter of a really good fucking book. Oh, oh, God, it changed my life because everything that I have faced since then, whether good or hard, amazing, difficult, I have that thought that like, what another chapter, another chapter to a really good book. Because if you think about it, the books that you read that really take your breath away, they're the ones that have struggle and then triumph. And we just can't have the triumph. We can't be inspiring. We can't be leaders unless we stumble. And I will take the stumble every single day if it means that I get to have these full circle moments where I can encourage others in their hardship, where I can guide others to ease, where I can be the person who shows others what's possible. And I I shared in this podcast that I, I knew this day would come. I didn't know when, I didn't know how, but I knew one day I would get to share this story from the other side. Mm -hmm. And that's why literally, if you ever listen to this podcast, I'm crying the entire Uh, time. I don't even know if you can hear the words. We'll see. My editor's probably gonna be like, what is this mess? (laughs) But we all get to have that, right? And if you could just keep your sight, keep your eyes on the fact that your full circle moments are always right around the corner. You can't predict when they're going to come, but they are fucking coming. And if you can live every, every day of your life, like it's another, another page, another chapter of a really good fucking book. What does that get to be? How do you get to be? I mean, that literally gives me goosebumps. Like the story of, I could just see it. I can see your husband. I can see you guys saying that. And it's so true. Cause now looking back, you can realize that you're like, wow, that was a chapter. And that struggle helped me become the woman I am now. I mean, oh, that, that really gives me goosebumps. I can't wait to hear this podcast. We'll tell. (laughs) March 1st. It comes out March 1st. So that anybody can take note of that. It comes out March 1st. And, you know, it's really cool too, is I actually had a call with my mentor yesterday and I was telling her about this. And similarly to what I just said to you, and she goes, you know, what's really cool. And I was like, what? She goes, what's really cool is that right now you're just living another chapter. Imagine what you know, three chapters from now gets to look like if this chapter looks the way it does now. And it just had this like, I can go from where I was five years ago to where I am now. Imagine where I'm going to be five years from now. Like, holy 
shit. It's magical, man. Like it's just so, it's so empowering and it's, it's inspiring and it's exciting. It makes you excited to live your freaking life. Yes. Yes. Gosh. That's the best part, right? Like why are we doing anything but living the most exciting fucking life? Mm. Why? That needs to be like a t-shirt or a coffee mug. Right? Or <laughs> well, tell our listeners, where can they find you? How can they follow you? Um, I'll put links to everything in the show notes, but you know, how can, how can they work with you if they're interested in, in learning from the amazingness you bring? Yeah. So Instagram is always going to be the best place. That's where I'm posting. I do one-off intensive programs that are really just aligned with where I'm at and the things I'm teaching to my clients. And I just have this moment of like, ah, oh, I got to teach this in an intensive. So that is where all of those will be found. But you can also go to my website, which is ashmcdonaldmentoring.com. And here you can see some of my more um, stagnant offers, like my accelerators or my one-on-one mentorship, which is always available, as well as my podcast, which is Shamelessly Ambitious. You can hear me over there blubbering away on pretty much every episode. <laughs> it's such a good listen. I will definitely link everything below. But you guys, the accelerators is a program I want you to look at. This will air in probably a couple of weeks. So they're probably, maybe will be some spots in your accelerators programs. And those are include actual retreats. Where yes. it's a part of it in is in person, oh, which is so powerful. So definitely go check it out and give her a follow. You will not be disappointed, but I just have to acknowledge you Ash and just say thank you. And I'm so immensely grateful that I was led to you. I'm so grateful for the teaching and the learning and just for who you are as a woman. And you're just a really badass chick and I'm very inspired by you. So thank you. Oh, thank you. I love, love, love getting to know you and being in your world. And I just, I'm always honored when somebody brings me on their podcast because this is your beautiful platform and you essentially invited me onto your stage and there is no greater honor. So thanks for having me here. Oh, thanks girl. Well, y'all go give Ash a follow, have a magical rest of your day and I will talk to you later. you can help me why don't you screenshot this podcast and share it to your social media tag me my instagram is at the fit life with jessica take it another step further and leave me a review and a five-star rating in apple podcast it would mean the world to me thanks friend